Good morning, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> Just checking you're, you're, you're there. So, um, uh, how's your hearing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many people have an issue with hearing, don't they? Especially as we get older. Now, I'm very conscious of this at the moment because I've just had to have a hearing test and uh, all that might ensue from that. And, um, and, and, and even, even this morning, uh, as you started singing your, your spontaneous song, I couldn't quite catch the words. I thought you were singing, grab the flag, <laughs> rather than breath of God. Uh, but Maggie put me right, so that's okay. <laughs> I was about to grab a flag. It's okay. And um, a couple of months ago, I had a birthday, and I received this, um, this particular birthday card, which will come up, the front picture of it will come up now, and it said this from a member, member of my family. <laughs> you only hear what you want to hear, says the woman. And the man says, thanks, I'd love another beer. <laughs> it wasn't from Maggie. But she wholeheartedly endorsed the sentiment. Now, we're concerned about our physical hearing, but uh, what I want to just talk about for a few minutes is hearing from God. Are we as concerned about that, that we are really keen? And a lot of what we've been concentrating on today and the encouragements through the worship and words have been about this sort of pressing into God and allowing the Holy Spirit to whisper to us and, and push us along and talk to us and lead us. All of that is absolutely vital. After all, what does it mean to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus, but to have the Holy Spirit living within you, filling you? And when the Holy Spirit lives within us and fills us, He speaks to us. And He speaks to us especially about Jesus. He reveals Jesus to us. Now, just over two years ago, I was reading in the Scriptures, I have read since then, by the way, but uh, I was reading a particular Scripture, and uh, I don't know how often you've had this experience, when even a very familiar verse or Scripture just impacts you in a new way, powerfully. You had that experience? Anyone had that experience? You know, it's as if God sort of plucks it out and gives it, that's for you now, today. Listen. And it was from the Sermon on the Mount. If you want to put it up, Mikey, this is the verse that impacted me. Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Billy preached on this a while back. Uh, I don't know if you recall that, but is that not a familiar scripture? I mean, even from Sunday school days, you know, the wise man built his house upon the rock, that, that song. It's so familiar that not always does it impact us, certainly not me, as the way it did two years ago. When God just hit me with this and made me think, do I really hear the words of Jesus? 
Never mind all the other words in the Bible, which are just as important, by the way. But do I even hear the words of Jesus? Because Jesus says, these storms are going to come in your life inevitably. Sooner or later, the rain, the, the winds, the storm, the tempest will hit you one way or another. And whether you come through that or not, stronger and clearer, depends on two things. Whether you hear the words of Jesus, and secondly, whether you put them into practice. Um, obey them. So it's hearing and doing. Now, I'm not telling you something new here. We, we all know that, but, but God hit me with that. I've been a Christian for decades, and God said to me, Are you, do you actually even hear the words of Jesus? And I thought, I think I do, but maybe I don't. And so since that time, I have done nothing in my own personal devotions except look at the words of Jesus. Not quickly, but slowly and consistently. Fortunately, at home, not this Bible here, at home I have a red-letter Bible, one where the words of Jesus are highlighted in red, so they're easy to see. And if you just flick through the four Gospels, I mean, there are loads of them. And so I'm going a verse or a couple of verses at most at a time, journaling it, writing those verses out on one page and allowing God to speak to me, challenge me, encourage me, convict me, puzzle me, confuse me. And so, in that time, it has been absolutely transformational for me personally. And I can do nothing at the moment except speak about this to encourage other people to hear the words of Jesus. And so, I've been through Mark's gospel, fully, been through John's gospel, fully, I'm now on Luke chapter 10, and by the grace of God, I'll finish that and go into Matthew, and I'll probably start all over again, because hearing the words of Jesus, if I'm not hearing them, oh, it's gone, what else, what else am I going to do? That's the priority, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, is going to build a life that is glorifying to God and healthy and, and sane. Now this, I believe, is for everyone. Absolutely everyone. I have been saying this all for months now, in various places. I have the privilege of going to speak in several other churches around here locally and further afield. And honestly, I have nothing else to say at the moment. This is it. And I've said this sort of thing at one church, and at the end of it, a mature aged man came up to me and he said, um, thank you for, for, for what you've told us. I've been a Christian for quite a long time now, but I have never ever done this. I've never read the words of Jesus. And I said, really? Why not? And he said, I can't read. Ah. 
And of course, I thought, well, you're still not excluded. And I immediately called someone from the church who knew him and said, can you help this guy get an audio Bible so he can actually do what Jesus said and hear the words of Jesus? After all, Jesus wasn't giving out pamphlets and saying, read my words. He said, whoever hears these words, nobody is excluded whether you can read or not. But it made me think as well, don't we actually exclude ourselves very often and think, oh, that sort of thing, hearing from God directly, hearing the words of Jesus and, and God speaking to us, that's the sort of thing that other people do. And, and, and we exclude ourselves so quickly because, well, it doesn't seem to happen to me. I've, I've never had that experience. I don't seem to be able to hear from God. Listen, before the end of this meeting, you're going to have an opportunity to hear from God through the words of Jesus. Who's up for that? Who wants to do that? Who's a bit nervous about that? Who hates putting their hand up? The parable of the sower, we've been through a series of some of the parables earlier this year. The parable of the sower is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. On each, in each of those Gospels, Jesus says the same phrase, exactly the same words. And he says this, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. We discovered, didn't we, through the parables that for some, they were just stories, good stories, interesting stories, strange stories, but stories. But for those who had an ear spiritually to press through to know God and to know what His kingdom was all about and to, and to see God and hear God through this man, Jesus, speaking to them, those who had those sort of ears to hear would be able to listen and understand. We need to have that Heart, desire, humility, and honesty to press through to God and say, Lord, Lord, I want to hear your voice and do what you say. And so, I'm going to read to you a passage from one of the Gospels. I'm not even going to tell you where it is because I want you to hear these words. And even if you could look them up, I suggest you don't. Just listen. And it's not just the words of Jesus, but it includes the words of Jesus. And I want you to, I would encourage you, ask God quietly now, through the words of Jesus, to speak to you. So let's just ask him to do that. Father, we thank you that you have graciously given us your word. And you have recorded for us some of the words of Jesus while he was on earth. For our revelation, for our encouragement, for our conviction, for our strengthening, and so that we might be disciples of Jesus. So speak to your children, each of us now, we pray through this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Let's listen. Let's listen. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, cancelling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he cancelled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Simon, I have something to say to you. I was speaking in one church and did this passage and I just looked at the man who was close to me and I said, just imagine you're Simon. He said, I am. <laughs> so I said, well, Simon, I have something to say to you. <laughs> but wait a minute. 
Put your own name there. Put your own name there. Jesus knows us each one by name. Put your own name there. Phil. Jesus says, looking at me, Phil, I have something to say to you. What do you feel? Just think. Jesus, imagine Jesus standing in front of you, speaking your name, saying your name, I have something to say to you. What's he saying? What do you hear? Jesus knew Simon's thoughts. And Jesus knows our thoughts. Totally. We read in Hebrews 4, it says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. So nothing in my heart either is hidden from God's sight. He knows my thoughts anyway. He knew the woman's thoughts too. Her words, thoughts are not even recorded here. She was too busy weeping and loving to be able to speak probably. But Jesus knew her thoughts. And when he said to, basically to her, woman, whatever her name was, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Jesus wants to say that, is saying that to some of you, to all of us in various ways this morning. Your sins are forgiven. Do you know that? Is it a deep revelation to you? Do you hope for the best? Are you afraid of punishment, of God's judgment on you? Do you know Jesus has borne your sins in his body on the tree so that you no longer have to carry that weight? Your sins are forgiven. It leads to salvation. It leads to peace. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. It leads to us loving Jesus in return pouring out our hearts with gratitude, weeping, kissing Him, being extravagant in our worship, even to the embarrassment of other people, so what? What is Jesus saying to you? Maybe He's pointing out something like He did to Simon. Simon. I have something to say to you. You haven't got it right. Change your ways. Maybe there's something Jesus is putting his finger on. And it wouldn't be any surprise at all in any congregation, in any group, in any audience, in any group of listeners. It's not a word of knowledge. It's just true all the time. There are people, and people here this morning who will need to not just receive forgiveness from Jesus, but need to also forgive somebody else for deep hurt and pain that has been caused to them in their lives. That may be you this morning. 
Jesus is not telling you to forgive in order to condemn you. He's telling you to forgive in order to liberate you. So what is Jesus saying to you? Hear the words of Jesus. What is he saying? And if it needs some action, and it often does, if it needs some action, then put it into practice. So I'll leave you two questions, Mikey. Just in connection with this encouragement, two questions. Is there something I need to do to hear the words of Jesus? You see, if you are a new or newish Christian and you think, I don't know where to start, I'll tell you what, start here. Start with the words of Jesus, your Savior. If you, like me, are a crusty old Christian, been around for ages, and we need some refreshment in our way of engaging with Jesus, our devotional life, then let me recommend this. If you need a new approach or, or, or an, a new impetus, then why not do this? And let me stress the value of journaling. Take a book if you don't know. I'm so glad I've picked up this practice and I wish I'd done it earlier in my Christian life. Buy yourself a book where you can write down the, the words of Jesus and write down your prayers and thoughts and meditations on it just between you and God. Not for somebody else to read. It is powerful and really helpful. Is there something you need to do to hear the words of Jesus? Just practically. Something to adjust or add or change. And secondly, is there something I need to do to obey the words of Jesus? To put into practice. What did Jesus tell you? Can I just ask? How many of you feel that Jesus did say something to you when we listened just now? I'm not going to call you out the front to ask you to say so. How many of you felt you heard something? Actually, there's not all that many. Why is that? Mike, Mike can we come up, worship team? Let's just pray again. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not satisfied with this. Because Jesus wants to impart life to each one of us. A word of encouragement and hope, forgiveness. He wants to speak to us. As just as, as the team come up ready to lead us in our final song, let's just ask again. Let's just be quiet. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are speaking to us all the time. Forgive us, Lord, that we don't always listen. So, Lord, would you just graciously come now and speak whatever 
we need to hear from you. Lord, you know our hearts. Lord, we genuinely want to hear you and to do your will. To put into practice what you tell us. Not to ignore ever what you've already told us and what we have in, in, in your word, but as you by your spirit apply it to our lives, Lord. Help us to properly hear and faithfully obey. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you.